You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's podcast. A lot to look at and break down in both the NFL and the NBA. As far as basketball goes, in this past week, we had another, you know, quote, blockbuster trade, if you will. Russell Westbrook, you know, I know he was just traded from from Oklahoma City, it feels like, but uh, he was traded from Houston to Washington. Uh, Westbrook now a Washington Wizard. Uh, And then John Wall being traded for Westbrook going to Houston. So a whole lot going down as far as, as far as the NBA goes. I, I kind of want to take a look at the Westbrook trade more uh, on his teammate, though, or his former teammate, if you will, and James Harden, though. James uh, obviously has been late to training camp has been vocal, especially since Russ uh, has been traded and since Russ voiced that he wanted to be traded, that, that he wanted out of the franchise as well. I talked about it uh, you know, a decent amount on my on my internship podcast, the GSMC Basketball Podcast, but uh, I really haven't had a chance to, to look at it and break it down here on Dudes Talking Sports. So that That is kind of what I, what I want to start out with today, if you will. James Harden, the trade talks surrounding him, he wants out. So that is what uh, we're going to start out with today, and in the second half of the podcast, we're, we're talking all things football, NFL, Week 13. The Steelers, they get their first loss of the season. I, I don't want to say finally, uh, but a team that, if you've been listening to me, a team I have not necessarily been too high on, so they get the first loss of the season. Uh, in other news, Carson Wentz uh, has, has been benched uh, for Philadelphia for the rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, Dallas still stinks. A whole lot going on uh, in the world of football and basketball. So a lot to look at and break down in today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, let's start out in the world of basketball. Uh, James Harden, uh, similar to Russell Westbrook, who was just traded uh, to uh, to the Washington Wizards. Before I start talking about James, let's get into to the whole Russ trade a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously him being sent for John Wall and a first round pick. Seemingly, you know, it seems like Washington won the trade. They get the better player right now, the safer player in Westbrook in comparison to John Wall, which you know we don't know necessarily who we're gonna get when he comes back. So uh, Washington gets the safer player. The better player arguably the only question mark I have is it is fit you know they, they have a guy in Bradley Beal who I think is still even adding Russell uh, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan but still uh, I think I think they have their guy in, in Bradley Beal and I don't want Russ who, who is a ball dominant guy to take away from a guy like Bradley Beal that is my biggest question mark my biggest concern in the trade how will will how much will this work how how will the fit oh sorry I'm sorry Will the fit be there uh, for Russ and, and for Brad Beal? That, that is the biggest concern, the biggest question mark for me. But right now, it seems like Washington uh, is going to win the trade, won the trade. Russ, 
healthier than John Wall the past couple of years is is a better overall player people can say but but you know some people could say with with James Harden and with Houston John Wall a little bit more of a past first guard in comparison to Russ I know he loves the highlight plays uh, and getting his own shot and, and and such but still a little bit more of a past first guard in John Wall not not a past first guy by any means no Chris Paul but still averages not nine assists you know per game for his entire career so he likes to move the ball around likes to pass the ball so he could be a better fit with a guy like James Harden if James did you know end up staying uh which ultimately leads leads me into my 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 segment but still I think this whole Russell Westbrook James or, or John Wall trade will ultimately depend on the health of John Wall what kind of player is Houston, is Houston getting in return is he going to come back the same player before the injuries or he, will he simply be a small you know piece of that you know uh, glimpse of that so we'll see that that is what is going to tell the tale of this trade as far as who wanted as of right now Seems like uh, the Wizards won the trade, getting the better and safer player in Russell Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook. But like I said, uh, let's let's start today's show discussing James Harden. He wants out, and especially since Russ was traded, you know Harden has been vocal about wanting out of Houston. Like I said earlier, he was he, he was days late, if not almost a week or so late, since people showed up uh, a week or so late to training camp, to meet you know all, the media day, all that missed media day. So uh, a week or so late for training camps, he he's been dodging calls. Steven uh, Silas, the head coach, was saying, you know, I've been giving him his space. He hasn't really been returning calls. So so he's been dodging calls, was late to training cam- uh, camp. He's been out clubbing uh, at certain, you know, gentlemen's clubs, if you will, uh, you know, in, in the middle of a pandemic as well. So that, that's one thing I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, also, multiple reporters coming out and saying uh, that James himself has come out and said, hey, I want to be traded still. Uh, that, that is, you know, a part of him not, not showing up, that, that it is, you know, a little bit uh, of uh, showing his, his true intentions, what he truly wants, him being late. I think if he, if he really wanted to make it work in Houston, he'd be there day one ready, to, you know, to work. He he shows up late, uh, is dodging calls. So now I think he is showing his, his true intentions here as far as the Houston Rockets go. And then, like I said, multiple reporters coming out now and saying, hey, he wants to be traded. He's open to going to to contending teams right now. Uh, Teams like Philadelphia. Philly is the big team being thrown out there. I'm not sure if if it's because he wants to be reunited with with a guy like Daryl Morey. Uh, not sure either way. You know, Philadelphia is is a big name being thrown out there in, in the James Harden sweepstakes, if you will. So Philly, uh, Brooklyn, and other contending teams. James Harden is said to be uh, willing to go. So it's, so it's not just Philly or Brooklyn. It's not just like in the sense of Anthony Davis, like where it was really like he just wants to go to Los Angeles. Now James simply wants to go to a contending. Team so Philly, Brooklyn, or another contender, which is kind of funny in my opinion when when you look at it and think about it. Uh, that is the complete opposite of what Russell Westbrook said he wanted when he wanted out of Houston. When, when he said he wanted to trade a couple of weeks ago, you know he, he comes out and says, "Hey, I want to be the primary decision maker, the primary ball handler, uh, the runner of the offense, the leader of the organization. That is what I want to do. That is where I want to go." 
Uh, I prefer doing that. Basically, what he's saying is he doesn't want to go play with other superstars. He wants to be the lone star, uh, the the one all star on the team, getting stats, uh, getting personal accolades, you know, and so forth. So that is what Ru- uh, Russ, uh, Russell wanted to do in the trade. I, I want to be the, the primary decision uh, maker as far as where I'm going. That is what I want. And then Harden coming out and saying pretty much the the complete opposite. He's coming out and saying, "Hey, I want to go to a team like Philadelphia. I want to go a team to, to uh, a team like the Brooklyn Nets, who has a, has a guy like Kevin Durant, has a guy uh, like 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 Kyrie Irving, like Joel Embiid, like Ben Simmons. I want to go play on a team like that in comparison to staying here in Houston and being the primary decision maker, the primary ball handler, and the runner, uh, the you know the, the main guy of the organization. So he still might be." that where he goes but he I think in this way he's saying you know I want uh, I simply want to win is one thing that he's saying by saying I want to go to go to Philly Brooklyn and other contending teams so one thing he's clearly saying is that he's clearly just wants to win and it really isn't looking good as far as winning in Houston also like I said perhaps he is saying and acknowledging he is wanting a little bit of a lesser role on on a on a roster as far as a leadership role goes obviously he is everything to the Rockets and maybe now wanting out he's saying hey I want to take a little bit of a step back you know still be maybe the best talent on the team but maybe not be the leader of the team leader of the locker room like like I am now without a doubt Um, so maybe now he's saying I want to take a little bit of a step back leadership wise still contend for titles on a really good team so I think that is exactly what James Harden is saying here uh like I said, obviously wants to go to a team who is already set uh, to compete for championships. Do I agree with all of the things, uh, with, with, with all of the decisions that he has been making? No. Clearly, no. Uh, I don't agree with everything he's been doing, but he's an adult, you know. And obviously, now he wants to move. He wants he wants a new situation, uh, and he's obviously showing us that. I think uh, with with uh, with his with his intentions with his. Uh, Actions. That's the with his actions. He's showing us his true his true intentions with his with his actions. Like I said earlier, showing up late to training camp, dodging calls. Uh, you know, coming out and saying that that's the biggest thing. Coming out and saying, "Hey, I want to be traded as well." So all of those are obviously obviously the the big thing. Him saying he wants to trade. Those are red flags. So he's showing us what he truly wants. Uh, now, now the questions arise. The questions come up. Where does he fit, and who is? Interested? Okay, those are the two questions now that, that arise when he asks for the trades. Obviously, a, two, a few teams. I'm sorry, a few teams come to mind immediately. Obviously, the, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers because because he comes out and says, "Hey, I want to go to a team like Philly, like Brooklyn." So the so Philly comes to mind uh, right away. The team is obviously being ran by the biggest James Harden fan. In the world, in my opinion, the, the biggest James Harden fan out there in Daryl Morey, the former GM of the Houston Rockets, obviously now parted ways and is now in Philadelphia. So uh, that I think is a big part of it. However, they do not, in my what I've heard so far, you know, as far as my intel, uh, they do not want to part ways with either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. I think it's premature. They at least want to try it out, like I've been saying for a while. For least one more season so they want to try it out at least for a little bit longer not quite ready uh, to trade either star joel 
or uh, or Ben Simmons. They haven't quite made a decision if they if they had to. I I should say so. Uh, they don't want to part ways with either one of those two stars. And and maybe 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 the way they end up getting James Harden, if they do end up getting James, uh, maybe the way Philly gets him is is if if by the trading deadline, if things still haven't come into form for Philadelphia, if they aren't meshing, if it's not looking like hey we're a true you know competitor in this Eastern Conference, if things aren't looking good for, for the 76ers by the trading deadline and if James Harden is still on, on, on the Houston Rockets and it's still the same situation he wants out then perhaps by the trading deadline uh, they would be ready uh, Philadelphia would be to do two part ways uh, with either Ben or Joel Embiid and same thing with, with the Rockets maybe they simply wait and hold out because the best case scenario for them they hold out and they get a guy like Ben Simmons they get a guy like Joel Embiid so that's 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 best case scenario for Houston I could very well see them holding out for that very same scenario saying hey if it doesn't if it doesn't pan out for Philly by the trading deadline and we still have James we could very well get a guy like Ben Simmons get a guy like Joel Embiid so I think that that could be the tale that could be how uh, Philly ends up getting uh, getting James if they don't want to part ways with them right now it might take you know a little bit of some time things for not necessarily you know, things for not necessarily to go their way and then we see a trade going down at the trading deadline so that is ultimately what we might be seeing in in the Philadelphia route unless they say screw it end up trading either Joel or, or Simmons you know on the spot for, for a guy like James Harden. Uh, but 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 as far as realistically, I think uh, we'll have to wait till the trading deadline for a Philly trade for James Harden. Uh, but 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 I do still think uh, a move is needed pretty much as soon as possible for the Houston Rockets. You know we know. We know what this can do for locker rooms. Anthony Davis in uh, in uh, what's it called? Uh, New Orleans. Kyrie Irving in, in Cleveland. So we know what this can do to a locker room. It can be a poison uh, to to a, to an environment, to a locker room, to a team. Uh, so we know what this can do. You, you want to move him sooner rather than later. And I think Harden would fit well, you know, with either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons. That that really isn't something we've been hearing. We've been hearing a lot, you know, him being traded for Ben. Simmons. Simmons, not him being traded to being to be paired up with Ben Simmons. I think that is a very intriguing aspect. Ben, uh, a very good ball handler, uh, can run the offense as well. And then James, obviously a very good catch and shoot shooter, can go and create for himself. Uh, so you're getting Ben, one of the best shooters in the game, for him to kick it out to and simply give it to when he can't get his own shot. Uh, so I, I, I would love, I love to see the tandem of Ben Simmons. Uh, paired up with a guy like James Harden. I would also like to see James Harden paired up with a guy like Joel Embiid, a Shaq and Kobe-esque tandem. Uh, you get a shooting guard who can do it all, and then you have the big man who, who's just a, a dominant threat in the post. So uh, I would love to see both, uh, sorry, both uh, duos, both tandems, if you will. However, like I said, the tandem of Simmons and Harden really isn't something we've been we've been hearing. We've been mainly hearing him being traded for Simmons in, in an Embiid-Harden pairing in Philadelphia. We'll see. Like I said, Brooklyn is also another team that has been thrown out there by Harden himself at the first place, saying, hey, I think that was the first team he said he wanted to go to was the Brooklyn Nets. Now we've heard Philadelphia and other contenders been, be, being uh, thrown out there. But, I, I, but in my opinion... 
Uh, also, Kevin Durant has come out and said, hey, I didn't come out there and say I wanted to trade for James Harden. So don't say this was all me and not Kyrie. Don't say this is me. Don't put it on me. So Ky- or so Kevin came out and said that on one of the podcasts. I'm not quite sure what it was. Uh, but in my opinion, James to the Brooklyn Nets is pretty much a, a pipe dream, in my opinion, unless Houston gets that desperate. That is what it will come to. There is no one else, uh, and, and that is the best package available, which I think is a long shot. There, there is is clearly uh, there are clearly better packages out there. The best package that the Nets could offer would be a Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Jared Allen, and then some first round picks. So uh, that that's the best they could do: Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Levert, and, and some picks. So some complimentary players and some future not so good picks because this is obviously going to be a good team. So some bad picks and some some pretty good some pretty good players, some role players. So I'm not really sure that that is what it takes to get a guy like James Harden. Uh, again, unless the Rockets get that desperate, I do not see a big three of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden happening. You know, in Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Nets. Also, apparently, I heard this after draft night, kind of blew my mind, and it was super interesting. So I had to throw it up on the show today. Apparently, Golden State called Houston on or around draft night and discussed a trade for James Harden for the number two pick plus more. Uh, so they wanted to trade for Harden, give the number two pick, and maybe a Wiggins, maybe a Draymond, whatever it would take. That is what the Warriors were willing to give up for a guy like James Harden on draft night. You know, things ended up, you know, getting down, talked down. And obviously, he's not a Golden State Warrior, so so things uh, didn't escalate. Talks didn't escalate. So we'll see with him saying he wants to go to a contending team, uh, still saying he wants wants to be traded. We will see. Uh, It's still out there. I I don't think it's necessarily impossible. However, I think it's very unlikely. Uh, I've heard since, uh, I've heard since the drafts, since that story has been released, yes, we were interested in James Harden. We did, you know, make make a little bit of a pitch for him. However, now we drafted James Wiseman. We, we traded for Kelly Oubre Jr. I think the Warriors are pretty much liking where they are at right now. Not really willing to take uh, a risk or a uh, a risk. I'm sorry, chemistry wise, that was where the W was coming from. But, but chemistry wise, I don't think they're really willing to take a risk. Uh, not really sure how the tandem of James Harden and Steph Curry would really work, but I think the potential there, the pairing there, could be super scary for the league. Pairing up a guy like Steph Curry, you know, one of the most, if not the most, you know, most unselfish stars out there. Pairing with with the talent of, of a James Harden, looking for leadership, looking for a little bit of a lesser role. So I think the potential is there. It's a little bit of a chemistry experiment. I would love to see it if Golden State would, would make the move. I think Houston would would like to take a James Wise. Uh, and Andrew Wiggins, maybe we'll see in, in f- some future picks, but still, I, I think that's a better package than what a Brooklyn Nets, what the Brooklyn Nets could offer, but still. Uh, I think it is unlikely, but who knows? Again, that pairing of Steph and Harden would be scary for the league. But again, they've come out and said since, yes, we were interested, but not so much 
uh, not not so much any uh, so much anymore. We'll see. Uh, they could you know simply be playing behind the scenes. We we didn't necessarily expect them to get a guy like Kevin Durant. So we'll see. Uh, not too likely, but again. Who knows for a team like Golden State, a, a team out there, which in my opinion was a little bit of a sleeper uh, team t- to get a guy like James Harden, is a team like the Los Angeles Clippers, okay? Uh, I think the best uh, thing for them would, would to be to call the Rockets up and beg them, beg them to... to to take a Paul George, Lou Will, and whatever else they want package for uh, James Harden. Obviously, this team, uh, the Clippers, in a win-now situation, traded their basically their entire future to get Kawhi and Paul George in the roster they have now. So they don't really have a future draft-wise. Uh, so what, what I would do, to, to, to if James is still available, I, I call them up and say, Paul George, still a pretty good player. Uh, Lou Will, still a pretty good player. First round picks. Hey, I would throw it out there. Okay, I don't think it's a better package than what Philadelphia could offer, than what Golden State could, could potentially offer. But still, it, it's it's up there with, with, with the whole Brooklyn offer. You get a guy like Paul George, so it's out there, right? And uh, Harden and Kawhi pairing uh, would be very interesting to see. I think the upside would be there. You, you, you got you got the two-way uh, player in Kawhi can go create his own shot and then lock it down defensively. And then a guy could to go create for himself and then maybe take a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously some slack defensively for James. So I think the tandem would be interesting. James could be more of the primary ball handler. We we saw Kawhi be a lot of, of the point guard be in that role for the Clippers. Last Last year doesn't necessarily always thrive in that role. So I think James could be the primary ball handler, take a little bit of the load off Kawhi offensively. We know Kawhi's never been doing more offensively. Uh, so I think that the, the tandem would fit. The, the fit is there for Kawhi and James. It's a matter of getting James there. Would they be willing to, to, to take on a guy like James to uh, to take on a guy like Paul George, Lou Will, and then again get whatever else they could. So we'll see if I'm the Clippers, I call Houston and offer whatever I could. Uh, whatever I can to pair Kawhi with James Harden. Again, Paul George, I think his stock has never been lower in my opinion, uh, especially with what we saw in this year's postseason. Uh, so we'll see. Woj has come out and said that James Harden ha- has officially arrived in Houston for their training camps, uh, has yet to clear pr- uh, a protocol uh, before joining team the team, so has to clear protocol before joining the team as far as COVID-19. We know he's been pretty... Uh, versatile. He's been moving around uh, club to club recently. So yes, definitely he's the clear protocol before joining the team. Uh, did just arrive days or maybe a week or so late, if you will. So we'll see. I think the Rockets, as far as the Rockets go, I really haven't discussed that. As far as the Rockets go, what they should be doing. If I'm them, I am crossing my fingers that, that, that James Harden hits it off with a guy like John Wall, hits it off with a guy like Boogie Cousins, because that is basically their only chance at keeping their franchise player. He loves uh, those two guys and, and wants to try to win a championship with those two guys. We'll see. I don't think that is what we see. I think ultimately, sooner rather than later, we will see a James Harden trade. Uh, what do you guys think, though? Do you think uh, he will end up staying in Houston long term? They will make it work, or we will see him being traded to a team like Philadelphia, to a team like the Brooklyn Nets, to a team like Golden State? We'll see. Uh, I, in my opinion, again, we know what that can do, uh, what, what, what that 
can do to locker rooms. A guy saying, hey, I want out. Trade me here right now. So we know what that can do to a locker room, to a team. If I'm Houston, I do whatever I can uh, to move James and get the most possible. What do you guys think? Where uh, will he end up? And who do you guys think is interested in James Harden? I want to take a quick break when I come back discussing all things NFL. Week 13, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers obviously get their first loss of the season and more. Guys, don't go anywhere. I will be right back. All right, guys, welcome back. Like I said before the break, let's now transition from the NBA to the NFL, all things football, week 13. Insane to think we are already 13 weeks. Okay, we are over 13 weeks into the NFL season, getting closer and closer to the postseason. I cannot wait to see it, but what a week of football it was. We had games on Sunday. We had games on Monday. We had games on Tuesday, and then we're going to have games tomorrow on Thursday and and then repeat cycle, so I can't wait uh, for more football. Again, what a week of football it was. I am all for the whole schedule of Monday, Sunday, or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all fine. I know the whole uh, COVID thing has four schedules to be moved around and then hasn't necessarily benefited players or teams. As far as a fan's point of view, I'm all for it. Uh, I've enjoyed watching football on all three days so far. But as far as the hot topic in football, I think we can all agree uh, the streak coming to an end, uh, coming to an end for Pittsburgh takes the cake. The Steelers now have their first loss of the season. They are now 11 and. One in my opinion, this is a good thing for for the Steelers. Uh, you know, undefeated that sixteen and zero record can be scary, especially in the postseason. Then you're waiting, uh, not if but when something will go wrong. Obviously, I don't really think you can have a perfect season. I know it's been thrown out there. I know it's it, it, it's been I don't think it's been sixteen and zero and won the Super Bowl hasn't been done. Either way. Uh, I don't think that that really that that can be done in today's age. I should say, uh, sixteen and oh in the postseason. When I see that record, I get I get nervous. I get a little scared, and I think, hey, maybe we should be thirteen and three right now. Maybe we should have already faced some adversity. You know, we faced a loss and then we fought back. So uh, I would rather be like thirteen and three, fourteen and two in comparison to. 16 you know like I said so we'll see I think this is a little bit of a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, but I, again, when we talk about this, we just talk about the team that lost. Uh, they played terrible. They did this. They did this. Let's give a shout out to the Washington football team. Okay. They're the ones who went out there and beat the the undefeated Steelers at that point. So uh, props to the Washington football team. A great defensive effort uh, from them. Also a great effort, a great showing from Alex Smith. Coming back now, the starting uh, quarterback for Washington. Had two guys basically in front of him in Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. Now has won the right to the starting job. Beat the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion, is officially the comeback player of the year 
for sure. So so shout out to the Washington football team. We're not going to do what everyone else always does when the, when the good team loses and just talk about that. Let's talk about the team that won. Let's talk about Washington. Props to them. A very a very good defensive effort, like I said, and then and then a, a very impressive effort by Alex Smith. A comeback effort. Comeback player of the year for sure. But pretty much all, all season long, if you've been listening to me here on Dude Stock and Sports, all season long, I have basically been saying the same thing. Despite their perfect record, despite not losing a game yet up until this point, uh, I never, I never was sold, was truly sold, uh, was truly bought in to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It felt like that undefeated record was pretty much the only thing they had. I know they're they're a good team. That they hey, we're undefeated. We're we're nine and zero. We're ten and zero. We're eight and zero. Put some respect on that. In my opinion, that was the only thing they really had was that undefeated record. Besides that. You know they're they're really good defensively, but but I've seen them be sloppy. You know as far as offensively, they're not great either. So I think the biggest thing for them was that undefeated record. Now they don't have that. They're coming back down to earth. Also, expect everyone in the media now, you know, as we've seen so far, to completely sell their stock, completely bash the Steelers and say they're a bad football team, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to do that today, okay? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to overreact to this loss uh, because I've already known that they've had issues. I've, I've already known all of these things that everyone has been saying recently. I've been saying these things all season long okay so so these things aren't new to me I, I am not going to overreact to this one loss big ben in my opinion ben roethlisberger is part of the issue is also part of their success yes but still i think he is limited not mobile whatsoever he's stuck in that pocket and if he's getting rushed hey he's gonna have trouble trouble that night so big ben is limited he, he's stuck in that pocket not mobile whatsoever also with his injuries you got to be careful with him taking big hits i know he's like six foot five so i'm not too worried but still uh, he, he can be limited, not mobile whatsoever. Also, their run game needs some help. James Conner, uh, I can't remember who else they have out there, but still uh, decent, still a, a decent run game, but not much to talk about by any means. You need a good run game, especially with, with a limited quarterback at times. So we'll see. Uh, run game needs some help, in my opinion. Big Ben can be limited. And then as far as defensively goes, uh, they are very good on that side of the football, but I've seen them be very sloppy at times and, and and be lucky to win games. So I've, I've so very good defensively, but I've also seen sloppiness at times from them, especially against Washington, letting, letting Alex Smith and the Washington football team carve them up. So uh, I don't love everything I've seen from their defense, and I especially don't love uh, their offense. So the Steelers, in my opinion, I, I don't think I've ever, ever really considered them to be a Super Bowl contending team, a Super Bowl team. Yes, I've said they could be the biggest threat. Uh, they probably were the biggest Maybe they still are the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. Are they a Super Bowl team? And do I think they could go on and win the Super Bowl? No, I do not think the Steelers are a Super Bowl a Super Bowl team. However, still a very a good team. A still a very good team. Eleven and one. You, you, you got to shout it out and give props, give credit where it is due. They they had a, an incredible bounce back season from nine and seven last year. We had nothing but doubts on the Steeler roster coming back. And how was Big Ben going to do? 
uh, his, his health was nothing but a concern, and they come out and go 11-0, and 11-1 now. So props to them. Give, give credit uh, where credit is due. Also props to the Washington football team coming out and giving the, the this Steeler team uh, their first loss of the season. Also, though, let's pivot to Philadelphia. We are now seeing Philly make a move at the starting quarterback position, okay? We know it's it's been pretty obvious. Carson Wentz has regressed since that MVP caliber year getting injured. He's had multiple injuries since. So that is the biggest question question for me. What 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 is the deal here uh, with Carson Wentz? Is, is it the play calling by coach? Is it is it uh, the injuries? Are you simply not the same player anymore because of your injuries? Is, is it the pressure at that quarterback position? We know him in Philadelphia, he's had nothing but pressure at the quarterback uh, position. Nick Foles uh, winning a Super Bowl, winning Super Bowl MVP, a shrine being built to him in the locker room. So Nick Foles and then them going out and drafting a guy like Jalen Hurts in the second round. So yes, there's been pressure for him nonstop at that quarterback pres- uh, position. That is the biggest question overall. Uh, what is the biggest factor to his regression? Is it the injuries? Uh, is it the play calling? Is it, is, is it the pressure at the quarterback? back positions. So that's my biggest question overall. I know uh, they haven't necessarily been healthy overall, but they've had their guy in Carson Wentz all year. When you have your your, your starting quarterback, I think he should somewhat be able, as far as the talent goes, we've heard nothing but people rave on the talent of Carson Wentz. So if he really is that talented and you have him all season, I think you should be better than what, 3-8, and eight in, which they are now. So I think they should be better than, than what they are now, which is Obviously, now they are making a change. They need to make a change at that starting quarterback position. I'm not necessarily saying uh, Carson Wentz and his time in Philadelphia is done and coming to a close. However, it is time to see what that second round pick can do in Jalen Hurts. You, you use the second round pick on him, so you might as well test him out while you're having these, these struggles. Uh, so go out there and see what Hurts can do, and if there is a positive result, if, if Hurts goes out there and you guys start winning ball games, then yes, it is time uh, uh, to go out there and start trying to trade Carson Wentz. You can't cut him because of, because of the contract you have, and you shouldn't cut him. You can get something in return. So uh, they, so if Hertz goes out there and starts producing, then yes, it's time to, to, look, to look into a trade for Carson Wentz. You can't cut him. That contract, it's too big of a hit on your salary cap. You go out there, start looking for a trade. And, and yes, the time of Carson Wentz in Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia will be coming to a close if Jalen Hurts goes out there and we have a positive result. Also in the AFC, we saw the Giants go out there. And the Giants are looking like, who knew, the, the, the best team in the NFC East, the most stable and, and uprising team in the NFC East, in my opinion, taking down the Seattle Seahawks. 17 to 12 with Colt McCoy starting at quarterback. Not even having having Daniel Jones. Colt McCoy uh, w- was starting at the quarterback position for New York. They go out there and beat a team like Seattle. A very impressive effort. I said it a couple of weeks ago when, when the whole team was raving about the Joe Judge hire. I said it, I said it multiple weeks ago. Hey, I think the Giants are moving in the right direction. I think that was the right hire, and I think they might be the most stable team going forward in the NFC East. So I said that a little bit a little bit ago and I think that that is that is telling true right now. Uh Giants are are definitely heading in the right direction. 
beating a team like Seattle. They are leading in the NFC East. They, right, or as of right now, the Giants have a home uh, playoff uh, a home playoff game. So we'll see if they can continue. I know Washington, we'll see if Washington Washington can you know, make make them run for their money a little bit. But we'll see. It's pretty much between the the football team, Washington football team, and the New York Giants uh, for, the, for the NFC East spot. Uh, again, a very impressive effort by them taking down Seattle 17-12. to uh, besides that, though, not you know a few things, a few things that that I want to touch on uh, that I saw in Week 13. The Bears continue to prove me right after going five and one, and I go out there and say, "Hey, Bears, I'm sorry, I was wrong." Uh, I said you guys were a mediocre football team. I was wrong. You guys are five and one and proved me wrong. So I came out and said that. If you guys have been listening to me, you remember me coming out and saying I was wrong about the Bears. They're five and one, and they're they're a pretty good football team. But I, I never once said I was sold. I never once said, "Hey, this is a very good." Football. I said, "Hey, this is better a better team than what I thought." Uh, you guys are five and one. I did not see this coming. However, now they are proving my pre season prediction correct they go from five and one they are now five and seven so the bears are, are making me look good proving me right a mediocre football team the bears are on both sides of the football losing to detroit uh game they should have won so a mediocre team on both sides of the football it's looking like in chicago time to blow it up maybe make a change on, on the coaching staff blow up I mean, you know you need a quarterback uh, either way, um, proving me right, a, a mediocre team on both sides sides of the ball in Chicago, uh, New England and Belichick. They continue to dominate. Okay, they remain dominant uh, over rookie quarterbacks and, and younger quarterback, uh, quarterbacks in general. We saw a couple of weeks ago against Kyler Murray and, and the Cardinals that they, they get the win despite not really being the better football team. So they, they do the same thing against the Chargers here. Uh, however, they absolutely stomp. Herbert and the Chargers, forty-five to zero. So, so Belichick and New England, yes, they are dominant over rookie quarterbacks, uh, forty-five to zero over the Chargers. The Patriots are now six and six, and yes, they still have playoff chances and playoff hopes. Don't count out Bill and uh, those Patriots and Cam. So, don't count them out. Six and six with with uh, with, uh, with playoff hopes and chances still. Uh, Baker, Baker and the Browns went out there, and Baker proved me wrong. Okay, he, he went out there and, and played like a franchise quarterback against Tennessee and the Titans. 334 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Browns beat the Titans 41-35. to They are now 9-3. and Exactly what I want to see from Baker. Exactly what I predicted from Baker when Odell went down. I said, yes, this is not good for Odell. Uh, they are losing a very good player, but I think he will worry less about getting the ball to the, his star receiver and simply spread the wealth around, spread the ball around in the offense. That's exactly what he's been doing. That's exactly what he did against Tennessee. 334 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Baker played like a franchise quarterback, and it's about time. Overall, though, like I said, what a week it was in football. We're only a, a, a few weeks away. Like I said, we just got done with week 13 now, going into week 14. Only 16 weeks, uh, you know, 16 games in the season, so we're getting closer and closer to the postseason. Not long whatsoever. 
That's going to be it, guys, for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. Thank you all for your continued support. Go like our page on Facebook, whatever platform you're listening on. I want to urge you to leave a comment or review on today's podcast or on the on the podcast in general. And in a very intriguing aspect going forward, uh, Dudes Talking Sports may be moving to a live show on Mondays. I'll make sure to keep you guys posted. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. Dudes might be having uh, having two shows per week instead of just one. As always, guys, thank you all for the continued support. I'll see you all next Wednesday.